Welcome back to the Scouse House. We've got a fantastic guest on today. He's just been telling me former Liverpool Artist of the Year 2020, former geologist yeah. working in the oil industry and, uh, and, and, and inventor and designer and painter of the famous Lava Bird Wings in the Baltic Triangle area of Liverpool. It's Paul Curtis, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. Absolutely delighted to have you on, mate. A very interesting guest. I'm, I'm absolutely. Um, I can't wait to get stuck into some conversation about all the work that you, that you've done in and around the city and outside the city and so on. But first things first. Come on, mate. Are you Banksy? <laughs> you know what? That's one of the most common questions people ask me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know? No. I, I get why I get the question because he's obviously the most well-known street artist, but. I, yeah, um, I don't use stencils, he cheats, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but isn't this exactly what the real Banksy would say? Yeah, my, maybe, yeah. It, it would have helped me out a lot if you were Banksy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a show called Laughing at Conspiracy Theories, so if I'd, I'd managed to stumble upon Banksy, that would have been amazing, but you're definitely not. No, isn't he from Bristol? I can't even do a Bristol accent, so... No, okay. All right. Yeah. All right, no, it's then. definitely not me. It's not you. No. All right, all right. I, I, I'm just going to have to go on, on, on faith and trust uh, in that comment, mate. Um, well, welcome, welcome to um, as I say the Scouse House, Paul. You're, um, you're welcome to the Scouse House. You're well, uh, first artist that we've had from from Liverpool, and I don't know because uh, I, I couldn't find out where originally you're, you're from in Liverpool. So should we start right at the beginning? Where, whereabouts are you from? Where did you grow up in Liverpool? I grew up in uh, Walton, Walton Village. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was my whole childhood was there. And then I moved to Scotland in Aberdeen when I was 20 to work in the oil industry. Wow. And I was there for about 12 years, and 12 or 13 years in Scotland. And then moved to London, was there for five years, still in the oil industry. And then I got made redundant. Um, and they say, like, what is it? Fallen leaves return to the roots. So <laughs> more because it's just ridiculously expensive to live in London. So if you're not yeah. working, there's no way you can stay there. Um, so I moved back to Liverpool. Uh, wasn't really my plan to stay back in Liverpool because in what I did, there was no, there's no work here, uh, working in the oil industry. But I never got back into the oil industry, started painting and this is where I am now. This is six, seven years later. Yeah. So, so what? About twenty seventeen was it that you that you started with the with the street art? Yeah. Um, so I didn't really know what to do because I was applying for jobs in in Liverpool. I'd kind of given up on oil, but because what I did was so specialised, um, it was very hard to sort of it. You know, people didn't understand what I did, so to get. Other jobs, transferring yeah. the skills, it wasn't happening. Um, so I kind of stumbled on painting. It wasn't ever a plan. It was just something that I initially did um, because I had time on my hands. Yeah. Um, and then I did a, a bedroom mural for my niece who wasn't born yet but was on the way. And that's kind of when I sort of... When I showed people photos of that, they were like, "Well, maybe you could do something with that." Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm uh, from the outside looking into your story. That seems quite the leap, the oil industry to street to art, oil paints <laughs> to oil paints, exactly, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, sure. Well, I'm sure other people have said and made that that uh, that comment before. It is, but like I say, it, it was never conscious. Um, but 
once I started doing it, because I had no other options going on, you, it kind of it was like, well, give it a go, make a go of that. They've got nothing to lose, see how far it goes, and that's basically it. So if I hadn't lost my job, there's no way I'd be doing this. I'd still be in that job. Um, and it's like when you get made redundant and you can't find work, it's horrible. It really is horrible. And you see all these people saying, oh, it's the best thing that happened to me. And it's like, yeah, well, it's all very well you saying that, but you're probably the one in 100 that's come out of it well. But actually it was like it, it does present an opportunity but you need to be doing things. And that's what I was doing. I was trying bits and bobs. And that opportunity came because I was I had time on my hands. Um and was able to develop it. Yeah. So that's how that's how it happened, really. Yeah, it's, it's so, so let's go back though, because cause you sort of skipped quite quickly there over the over the move up to uh up to Aberdeen when you were did you say what, 18, 19? I was twenty eight, so right. um I was a geologist, so you had to go to uni to do that. So I went to Liverpool Uni, and then you need. To, I was like, "Well, I want to work in oil." And he said, "Well, you need a master's to get to even get looked at." So that's to work in oil. You have to go to Aberdeen or London. Paul, I'll just stop you. What? What? Eighteen, nineteen? I want to work in oil. Where did Where did that come from? <laughs> I think I knew quite early on. To be honest, um, I remember seeing it on TV and thinking that looks quite exciting. Um, and even when I was little, I remember my mum watching Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was about Dallas seeing on the Scouse house. Here we go. Seeing all the big hats and the sophisticated women, I went, that's that's the kind of job I want to be in. Oh, right. But it wasn't like that at all. No? No, it's not like you see on Dallas. It's a, it's a lot more sort of like, you know, roll your sleeves up, get involved yeah. kind of job. Did you not see There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis? Have you seen that movie? Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit hard to watch that. Yeah, it's a bit heavy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, maybe if you'd have seen that, you might have not have uh, exactly. made a move for street art uh, straight away without going through the old oil industry yeah. diversion. So anyway, you, you've decided, uh, for one reason or another, you want to work in, in the oil industry. You've ended up going to uni to get a specific type of qualification that you could do that in. And then it's up to Scotland then to actually to find work. Yeah, that's basically it. So... I went to the university. When you do a master's, it's only a year. Um, and then at the end of that, didn't get a job immediately. It took, it took a few months, but that's once I got into the job that I wanted. Um, I loved it. It, you know, it, was, it was a great job to be in. The money was good. Um, great social life and all that. Um, and I was working with a lot of people who were sort of my similar age. Yeah. So it really worked for me. Um so being a scouser up in Aberdeen, what what was what was that like? Was there any any counterparts, any any Liverpool people up there as well? Or? Yeah, <laughs> there's quite a lot. Of, there's quite a lot of scousers in the oil industry. Um, so oh, you right. do you do meet them here and there. I mean, I was playing five side footy and occasionally eleven aside, and yeah, you do scouse for uh, accents on the pitch. Yeah, um, but you know, this the whole English Scottish thing doesn't really apply to Liverpool. Um, so. I know people who were up there from England who said like oh, they felt this anti-Englishness and I was like, I never felt that. You know, I started going to the Aberdeen game, so I suppose if you emerge yourself yeah. with the locals, it helps. The only only real Aberdeen knowledge I've got, Granite City, that's its nickname, yep. isn't it? And that's quite what it, it's I mean, it's all pretty pretty much the material that, that the buildings are made of is primarily granite, is that right? Yeah. Or is that a bit of a myth or what? No, it's true, it's true. Um 
and they say it's like the silver city on the sea because it sparkles in the sun, but you rarely get the sun up there. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's mostly foggy. But I'm, I'm thinking, though, maybe a good, good opportunity to do, to do street art up in Aberdeen, or is that? Well, they do have a, a festival up there, but I've never painted up there. I'd love to. Yet. Because it's kind of like a second city for me. Of course. Um, and I do miss it occasionally. But, yeah, they have a, they have a yearly festival up there but i'm not an invite yet <laughs> uh, well i'm sure it will be in the postmates for yeah. sure so so how long did you say in, in, in up in scotland so it was about 12 or 13 years so that's a long old chunk of time yeah 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 well i was enjoying it there um but in the end it was like um the dark winters start to get to you a little bit because it is like six months of darkness kind of thing mm. it's great in the summer but the winter's the opposite and I don't know. Occasionally, I get itchy feet, and I was like, I just need something new. Yeah. And I know London's not like I'm, I haven't moved to Nigeria or anywhere, which a lot of oil workers go to. But it did feel like, yeah, just time to have a change. Right. And then, and then London for it was only four or five years in London um, because, unfortunately, yeah, the oil industry took a downturn, and forty percent of the people in the industry in the UK were laid off. Right. I was one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, at the time, it was like, <laughs> well, I was living with my then girlfriend, and we split up. Okay. Um, one week. Well, it just didn't happen like that. But you know what I mean. Yeah. We decided. Very rarely does. <laughs> <laughs> we decided that we we best split up. So we were living together. So I was like, okay, look, I'll I'll look for another place. Um, and then I went into work that week. And they told me I was getting made redundant, which kind of scuppered my plans for looking for a place. But I always say, like, it's, I lost my woman, my house, and my job in the same week. It's like a blues song. If I, <laughs> if I had a dog, it would have died that week. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I was like, well, I was wanting to buy in London, but then I couldn't because I didn't have a job. So they did give me a redundancy pay, and it was like, all of a sudden, I was like, I've got zero responsibilities. So I saw it as positive. Mm -hmm. So I went traveling for a year, um, which was cheaper for me to do than stay in London, to be honest. And I thought, well, I'll travel for a year. And after a year, things will have picked up and I'll get back into the industry. But nah, it, no. it, it weren't happening. Um, so that's after about six months back in London, I was like, ah, I'm just going to move back home. And that's what I did. So back to Liverpool then, and then let's get let's get sort of stuck into the art then, and, and how the street art comes about. So it, it, you mentioned the mural, mural that you did for uh, your niece, yeah, family, yeah. and that. What was the what was the first sort of commission that you that you properly took on? Yeah, so I did that, and you know, a lot of people ask me, "How do I do what you're doing?" And all I'll say is like, "There's no set route." I didn't know what I was doing. It's a bit of trial and error. So, I mean, obviously social media helps, so I put pictures of that up, but I didn't have a following. I hadn't set up a professional site or anything like that. Um, so I literally would go cold call and ask, and, and I realised quite quickly that that's not a good idea because people are busy and, you know, they just think you're a chancer. So what I used to do to try and get a little bit more of an inway was I'd go to wherever I was planning on calling take photos of the walls and then superimpose images onto it nice so when you went in i'd show them and go with this interest the fact that you can show them their place would get a little bit more interest um but i'll tell you this 
uh, it's not great. You know, you don't, you get it's few and far between getting commissions. You're doing a lot of work for very little return. So you're on way less than minimum pay to yeah. begin with. That's the same in many businesses, I assume. But uh, so it was hard. Stand up comedy, mate. Tell me about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you go. You put five minutes up in Newcastle. Yeah, seven hour round trip. It's mental. So, but what was the first one then? So there's a restaurant um, by I forget the name of Doc. Is it Princess Doc? Uh, it's called Cargo Seafood Restaurant. Not right. a Doc that's a bit north. Um, Brunswick. So, is it? Not as far north as that. Okay. Hey, do you know where the hotels are? The Marriott and all yeah, that? Yeah. So uh, the building at the end, I think it's called the Atlantic. Yeah. It's a big, tall one. So right. Restaurants at the bottom of that. And they got me in um, to do, I did five sea uh, marine-based patents. Um, I didn't get paid a lot. You know, I was, I was getting paid buttons, but I saw it as like, well, I'm getting paid to practice. Um, so that's why I say to like people who are trying to get into it, don't get too wrapped up to begin with on the pay you're getting. Uh, just see it as a way to get some practice in. I mean, yeah, I'm not joking. That is exactly the same with with you know with the stand up. When you first start out, you're doing open mics, five minutes, ten minutes here and there. Sometimes traveling quite far to, yeah. to do so, you know. So it doesn't. Yeah, it, it rings true to me that uh, part. Of and it. I always compare it to like the music industry. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, Elton John. Didn't get five million for his first gig, you know what I mean? He he, he, walk, he worked up to that. Yeah. So, and yeah, so you do. You, you, sometimes you're frustrated, and you get a lot of knockbacks, and you get a lot of people who sort of like, you know, lead you down an alley only to shut the door at the last minute. Yeah. Uh, it happens, and uh, it's part and parcel of this. You probably had the same experience. Hundred percent, me. Yeah. Um, so you see yourself as the Elton John of the uh, the wall art yeah. uh, space, is that the what you're saying? The rocket man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you <laughs> need a wig or something for, for that. But, yeah. but nice. So um, let's get to then the one, and, and you must get maybe, I don't know, a little bit bored talking about it, but the, the one that, if you like, when, when you say people use the phrase, you blew up, the, the one was for all the live birds piece yeah. down on the Baltic. I think people... A lot of people watching and listening to this will know the, the 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 piece I'm talking about. But for those that don't, what is it, and 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 how did it all come about? Yeah, well, that's that was the next stage. So I was saying I was getting frustrated because I was like, I'm not making a living of this. This is I'm fooling myself here. So I was still looking for work back in the oil. This I was just thinking, well, just see it as being money, maybe. Um, but. I thought if I'm going to do it, I need to do something that I can refer to that, you know, that backs me up when I talk about what I do to people. Mm. Um, so at the time, there wasn't that much street art in Liverpool. There was hardly any. So it, it's totally different now. So doing it now probably wouldn't have as much impact. But I was, I was going to do a street art piece. I didn't know what. To begin with, I thought like doing like a, a girl's face. It was literally just to show there's a piece in public that you know, and I did that, if that makes sense. Mm. So that was the plan, the girl's face. I went looking around for walls to do it on, getting a, even just getting permission. People were a lot more sceptical then. They just said graffiti, don't want graffiti. Yeah, it's now, such a fine line, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got a lot of people closed door, and I was doing it for free. <laughs> um, and then... The place I did it in on Jamaica Street, 
I went into the officers and asked, and they said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It was in that time between getting permission and coming up with the idea of doing it um, that I changed. I was like, nah, girl's face is just going to be a face, you know, people probably won't even notice it. I was thinking I need to do something that people will be in the photo so that they take photos of it. They've got a, a vested interest to take a photo of it. Mm-hmm. And Smart. that's when I thought, of, like, the wings. Now, I'm I'm not the first person to do the wings in the world. Of course I'm not. Um, there were some done in Los Angeles, um, which I found out as I was doing it. Like, I was like, ah, I'm not the first person to think of this. And then I was like, well, okay, don't worry too much about it. Because all the ones I'd seen were quite small. So mm. I was like, I'm going to do them big so that they really stand out. And they were going to be angel wings, um, just white ones. And then I was like, well, what's the point of that? If I make it related to Liverpool, it'll have far more impact, both with tourists mm. and with locals. So I do a lot of running. It was when I was running by the Pier Ed. So that's when it was like, the answer's obvious, really. So that's why they're the green colour. It does... It does annoy me a little people a little bit when people call them angel wings because I'm like, they're not, it's called live birds. Yeah. <laughs> so just to be clear, then they are the wings of the, the live birds, yeah, yeah, essentially. That, and so. for people who don't know, again, for people who don't want to talk, what we're talking about, it's interactive, isn't it? So you you um, you can go and literally stand in front of them, and they're still there now, aren't they? And have a picture still taken. There, and they're, they're looking a bit dishevelled at times because that wall was there was nothing else on it. Now then, now it's covered and stuff. But they're still there, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and it's gone, as I say, at the time, it, it, and even probably still to this day, you know, you, it went national media, international media, all, all that stuff about... They go things. crazy. And from someone who was struggling to get, like, 10 followers on Instagram, and I didn't really do much um, social media before then, I wasn't... I could have made so much more of it because I wasn't set up for it, really. Yeah. Um, I finished that at like, I think it was eight o'clock. It was the middle of summer I did it, eight o'clock in the evening. Went back home. So a lot of people didn't see it. See it. The next day, um, my phone was just, it just gone mental with people tagging me on it and things like that. And then I saw it appearing all over on people's profiles. It was a little bit scary because I'd rather things have happened gradually, but you know, you take what you can get. And yeah then a lot of people wanted to do interviews and stuff like that, which I wasn't prepared for. So it, it really helped me. It basically gave me a job. So, yeah, I'm grateful to that. I know there's been, like, a lot of people have done wings since, and it's a bit old hat now. Um, it's like, But at the time, it was like, it did really, it was a different thing. Um, it's a brilliant story, mate. It, re- it really is. And as I say, you talk don't you, about overnight success and all things like that and the fact that it clearly wasn't because you did have uh, other experiences and so on. But in terms of in terms of that, you've done it and then 24 hours later, you're getting calls from, from the media. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in one sense, it was exactly what I wanted. Mm. But in another sense, yeah, it was a little bit scary. Yeah. It all came at once. You always imagine that things will gradually... So... I knew it would be a success, but not to that level. And I remember, like, I think I did it on, like, a Wednesday, and I think on the Saturday I was going past there on my bike, and they actually shut the road (laughs) because so many people were there getting photos. And as I went past, I was like, 
ah, should I say that? I and I was like, nah, that's nah. that's me. That yeah, uh, I was too embarrassed, so I just kept going. <laughs> nice. So I mean, well, what we'll try and do with this, uh, if you can figure out a way to do, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can figure out popping some of your your, your pieces up uh, as we talk, so people can kind of get a get an understanding of all, all the different things that you've uh, that you've done since then. Wings, yeah. what maybe two or three of your favourites, uh, your favourite pieces. I know they're probably all, probably all your favourites are they? But so, so the ones that people would recognise as well. Yeah, so um, I've done a lot. I reckon I've done about two hundred now in public. Um, I see you mentioned the red rum one because so that's a really popular one. Yeah, in Southport. So that yeah, that's one of my favourites because yeah, I was able to design it the way I wanted. Um, yeah. And if people, if they say if they want a horse, they always think of it side on. And I'm always like, no, it looks much better on a mural if, if it's coming out of the page kind of thing. Of course. Um, so I think one of the most important ones I've done is the the lizards in Ainsdale. So it's a bit out of the way, but that's actually the, the largest painting ever, painting ever in Britain. Right. Yeah. Um, by one person. There's been larger paintings, but they've been done by teams. Yeah. So... Do you have to stand around there, do you, waiting for people to go past and then say, that was me there? <laughs> I never do it because <laughs> I'm tempted to, but I'm like, nah, they'll just think you're a big head. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that one, um, I think like the Anne Williams one, I think a lot of people might know, especially if you support Liverpool, um, that's right by the ground. Um, because of what that symbolises, well, what she symbolises, um, more than just a portrait of a person, isn't it? It's about... She represented the struggle for the city. That's yeah, it's well documented. We don't have to go into it here, but um, that was an emotional attachment with that one. Um, and you know, seeing her family come to see it and things like that. Yeah, um, that, that means a lot. It's a lot of pressure when you do that kind of painting um, because you really want to get that right. <laughs> you of course, know I mean? of course. Um, so yeah, that's one of my favourites. And then I, I, I go through phases about which ones, you know, mean a lot to me. Because there's a difference between which are the important ones and which I think are the best, do you know what I mean? So there's some that I think, you know, they may be overlooked a little, but artistically they're, they're better. Um, and then you have other ones like, for example, the um, the Abbey Road one that's on the side of Canes. Now, it's, it's a decent painting, but I know I've done much more sort of like challenging, intricate ones. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's a popular one because of where it is. It's a reference to the Beatles. And again, people like to stand in front of that one. So uh, uh, I didn't realise until I was researching yourself that uh, the um, down by the Only Fools Bar, the uh, Del Boy and Rodney, is that, that your yeah, work yeah. as well? So the sad thing about that was I had to paint over one of my own. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, it's not great, but at least I got to do it. So what disappeared? Else. and what? Well, it used to be Circo. Oh. Um, and so that was like circus based so it was like a it was like a monkey dressed as the um, oh, what you call it the master of ceremonies he had like that costume on uh, so I had to paint over that I actually preferred the monkey but obviously it wasn't fitting in with fields yeah. and horses I, I'm not trying to th- throw a, 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 a brag in now we might we might cut this out but I did I, I went on a date um, once upon a time and uh, I went back to young lady's apartment and, um, and whatever <laughs> woke up there the next morning she drew the curtains out the window there's Del Boy 
and Rodney's was on Seal Street. You might have to cut that out because you're giving too much detail there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, but, you know, I think it was more the fact that you were there outside as well going, I did that. Was I Gaten at the time? No, no, oh. no. no. I, don't, I don't know whether or not the Del Boy Rodney or the Monkey one might have uh, suited the, the movie a little bit better. But <laughs> whatever, anyway, we, we digress. Um, Paul, what, what's it? Is, is the one uh, sort of space or, or venue where you're thinking of that, that is like the dream one to, to do or are you keeping your cards close to your chest on that? Yeah, it's a tricky one, that, because people, people always ask, is there a wall that you, you want to paint on? And I've seen a few around the city um, that, yeah, I keep my eye on them. And sometimes you do see a wall and then someone else paints it and you're like, ah, kind of would like to have done that. Uh. Um, but if I told you where they were, you'd, we'd probably be here just saying like, where is it again? But there's like one by the Echo Arena that's like an electricity substation. And it's like, that's just asking for one. Uh, okay. um, there was one I was meant to do, but it never went ahead. Do you know where the old flyover was as you come off? Um, as you used to come off the flyover, there's a big blank wall there with like a, a sort of... By the motorway? No, coming off the flyover, the old flyover that's been taken down in town. Oh, yeah. Dale Street. Yeah. There's a wall there, and I was like, that would have been perfect. We did got we got as far as doing all the designs, but it didn't go ahead. Um, so the perfect wall, really, is like it's a... Sometimes I get people asking me, I want to paint this, but I don't have a wall. And it's like, well, that's your hardest part is getting the permits. Um, and then if you... Because if you ask for the permit and say you, it's your business... You don't want involvement because you're yeah. like, well, I don't want you painting anything. That's like, <laughs> so it becomes must be a little bit sometimes stop start these projects oh, and things. I'll tell come, you about yeah. it. So I would reckon about I reckon only about twenty five percent of inquiries become a real thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the downside of the job, that to be honest. I reckon it'd probably be quite an egotistical thing to do to um, to get your own mural done of yourself. Would, would, would you say that? Do you mean if someone painted one of you? What's one done them themselves, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I've only been asked that once, to be honest, um, if you're <laughs> the one paying for it. <laughs> so if, just let's say, and I'm not saying, like if you got a phone call off a pay phone or whatever and someone said, listen, can you paint a mural of Andy Roach and I'll sort the money out, would you do it or...? Um, if it was you paying, I'd, yeah. I don't know. It's not <laughs> not to do with me. It's just a hypothetical, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are certain ones you would say no to. Um, yeah, of course. You have to be a bit flexible. You can't be too sort of like um, puritanical about what you will and won't do. Because um, you've done even Everton stuff, so, yeah, haven't you? It's like, Come well, on. I say to people, it is a Open-minded. Well, <laughs> I say to people, like, it is a business. If you were running a plumber's, yeah. And they said they need a new toilet at Goodison. You, you know, yeah. you'd take the work. Um, don't think I'd do a United one, though, uh, to be honest. We're going to get stuck into a few a few questions that people had sent in um, to me as well. I, I, I had one um, around some work that you've done outside of, of the city of Liverpool, because that must be an interesting thing now, party work, to actually get asked to go other places. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of what I'm hoping to do more of. Um, I know like, it's kind of like sacrilege sometimes to say you want to work outside the city, but to be honest, it's like that's what we need to do. There's no point of having this, this art scene, this street art scene in the city if we're not exporting it because there's lots of artists who aren't from Liverpool working in here, working in the city. 
Yeah. So we should be promoting our talents in their cities too. Um, yeah, and I'm saying that as a collective, which I mean as well. But um, for me too, yeah, it's good. Um, so where have you done? Where, where have you been? So I'm, I'm just in early stages of that. So I did one in Ipswich last week, but uh, it wasn't a massive one. It was a, more of a domestic job, um, but it is visible from the street. Uh, Bobby Robson, and then I've I've got ones coming up with Bradford City, uh, one coming up in uh, Preston and Skemmersdale. I know these aren't exactly that far apart, but it's a start. You know what I mean? Of course, it is. Yeah, and, and these themes keep coming up again, don't they? Football, music, sports, even like the sort of civil rights type activism or social justice type activism. You mentioned Anne Williams. Is there any any other sort of themes that sort of uh, come up? Are they there? Well, they. I mean, obviously, and I am. I am. I am a football fan. Um, so I quite like doing the football ones. Um, it's it lends itself to street art, to be honest. Um, you know, getting the whole atmosphere going around the stadium works, and all the clubs are beginning to see this now. So you you get a lot of work from that music as well. These things are really popular because people like them already. So, I mean, no disrespect to you, but if I paint a picture of John Lennon, people are gonna. There's gonna be a lot more people. Will want that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Maybe in time they'll want you all over this. I'm trying to work out what, what's the disrespectful part of, of that. Are you saying that John Lennon's slightly more important and influential uh, character than me Maybe. at the moment? Is that what you're, are you trying to say? That it's, it might be the glasses make him recognisable, <laughs> but <laughs> so you know they're easy subjects for people to pick because they know they're going to be popular. Um, <clears throat> So that's why you get a lot of that sort of work. In terms of doing sort of more political stuff, uh, like protest pieces, it is more challenging to do that kind of work because, well, first of all, the council will not allow political, uh, anything political mm. on their walls. I mean, doesn't matter if it's supporting their party. It's just they'll, they won't allow it. So, and people won't really want to commission that kind of work because it's divisive um, so I am quite a political person but I don't really show it in what I do um, so other than that I do like doing you know things that are beyond that so I do a lot of work with schools um, I was going to actually mention that about you know young younger people and, and there's not a lot of talk now at the moment in the city about how to get um, younger people into maybe more positive things rather than rather than uh, you know things like crime or, or you know we had a lot of weapons and things like that so you work with schools well I do paintings in the schools I do when I'm working doing paintings in schools I sometimes do um, speak to the kids and that it depends if the school want me to or not but um, so I do a lot with Anfield Primary that's the main school I work with I went to it mate did you? yeah yeah, you should go back I've got, a, I've got about 12 there <laughs> it's a study or <laughs> No, you're one of the success stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you were slagging me off a minute ago. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I should go back as a returning hero to Anfield Priory. I might do, maybe maybe one day. I'd have to clean up my act a little bit, perhaps. Yeah, so, but what I like working in schools, I know it's not like the big sort of glamour jobs, but they ask for something a bit different. Mm. So, I, last week, I was doing one on Pleasant Street School, and that they did ask for the Romans. Yeah. So I like doing that. It's the variation you like, do you know what I mean? But the little link there, as I said before, I was sort of go, go, going into around kind of because 
Um, I know when I did art in school, uh, to be honest with you, I just don't think I, I'm I'm sort of artistic minded in the, in the sense of drawing or painting or anything like that of that nature. But I know a lot of people can be, um, but they're maybe not given the the, the opportunities or they're, or they're not you know they're not enthused to do it by the educational system. Do you do you agree? What was your experience when you were growing up with art? Yeah, I mean, it's changed. It, when I was in school. Um, it was like, not the art teacher himself, I mean, he was passionate about it naturally, um, but I think the other teachers and the headmasters and things, they didn't see it as a real subject. Um, and even, the, and so that reflected on the pupils. We mm-hmm. saw it as a DOS, you know. It was a, it was a double lesson where you just could chat with your mates. Um, I go into schools now, it's held in much higher regard, I find. And the reason being is a lot of, you know, every every couple of decades, the job where there's jobs it changes you know so the opportunities for kids coming out of school now when there'll always be some jobs the same but there's a lot of things changed i mean even what i'm doing the oil industry is on the decline i wouldn't recommend people go into that now but what i see on like linkedin and things is massive call for artists to work in in media um advertising uh, the computer game industry is well that's bigger than the film and music industry put together, apparently. It's crazy, isn't it? So kids these days, they're, they're made aware of this. And yeah, they obviously they love the computer games and that. But when I'm in school, some of the kids come up to me and show me their artworks. And some of it is based on like the things. It's obviously influenced by computer games. Yeah. Have we got, have we got PlayStation based in Liverpool now or an office? Yeah, that's there? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Liverpool has got. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people realise it, but Liverpool has got a tradition of making computer games. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, you had Signosis. People might not know that, but that they, is. yeah, they were on the docks, so they were making games for the Amiga, which I had one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Producer Andy there, chip chipping in. He was a bit of a gamer back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So. And to be honest, I think it influences my work because I look at some of the computer games. I'm not a big gamer, to be honest, but I see it on like YouTube and stuff like that. And the artworks on these games, they are now a piece of art. Yeah. And it's like, I'm watching them and looking at like how they're doing the lighting and things like that. And I'm like, that's amazing. So you think in, in schools and that art is going in the right direction for, for students yeah, and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I think, I don't know how aware the teachers are, they probably are, but... Liverpool's got a film industry as well, so artists, not what I do, obviously, but creatives um, are, are more and more in demand. Um, so certainly my experience of working in schools and overhearing lessons and things like that, they are taking it a lot more serious, teaching the kids to be creative, much more than probably we were taught to be creative. Well, that's that's positive, though, isn't it? Have you, have you got a like, sort of brief little message of, for, for maybe anyone, young people watching or listening now to get into um, in particular the type of art, art that you do or any in fact it's just the it's just practice isn't it um, kids I mean, I've had people criticise what I do um, but you know tell me about you'll, it mate you'll, you'll get that along the way have you ever been gonged off doing a piece of art though because <laughs> that's happened to me doing comedy not quite I've had bad reviews in the, in the, in the newspapers before I've even finished the work yeah you know what I mean so um, but 
you I have to paint over one of your own pieces as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although that wasn't because it was shit. That was just because uh, we found out in the break. By the way, it was what was it? The ringmaster. The ringmaster. Ringmaster. He's piece. in charge of the circus. He's in charge of the circus. We've we've yep. we've cleared that up in the break <laughs> as well. All right, Paul. Let's get into the thing that I know that you're excited about, which is the segment that we we like to call Top Scousers. Oh, top yeah. Scouser. We haven't quite decided yet. Uh, might might <laughs> even have a jingle for it at some point. But uh, Paul, so I, I've asked you to name a few, uh, maybe a top, give you a top three, yeah, scousers, and we're going to do it in reverse order. So come, come, we've got in in third place, and I had to do a little bit of research on this on this well, particular pick. It's probably not the order. <laughs> I didn't put them in order. Oh, did you not? No. Oh, here we go. So, so I, well, I, just tell tell me then. Uh, are, you, are you slotting in? So I mean, so. Out of the three, I'm not, I don't want to put them in order. It's not fair. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I put Stephen Graham as one of them. Stephen Graham. Yeah. All right. I think um, he's the the actor. Yeah, he's a brilliant actor, but I just think that he's a real sort of ambassador for the city as well. Because mm. I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, you don't get that kind of Hollywood actor coming from Liverpool. And he's done big Hollywood films. So I think he is really flying the flag for the city. Uh, anyone who's following on his tailcoats, he's done a lot for them, I think. Um, and, you know, I don't think his route to the top has been easy. I think he's he's had a, he's probably had a lot of doors closed in his face, but he's got there in the end and good on him. And he's not been typecast either. He plays a lot of different roles and that's good to see. And, you know, he's still... <laughs> I remember met, meeting him once in a remember Hannah's bar. Yeah, a bit embarrassing story actually because I, I was like that to me. Don't worry, we can edit it. This out was, if this you was years ago. This was over ten years ago. So it was before he'd made the sort of major Hollywood step. Mm. And I was like, that's Stephen Graham. He was in Scum. <laughs> and we made it like he wasn't in Scum. And I was like, he was. So I went over and said to him, "Yeah, I settled the arguments." I said you were in Scum, weren't you? <laughs> and he was like. Which one did you think I was? The one that was over the desk? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Scum. Yeah, I but think... you can guess. Ray Winston, is he in that? I think he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's... Like he, a Borstal film? Yeah, there's a pretty horrendous scene. Is there, yeah, yeah. Well, let's not, let's not go, go yeah. down there. But was he in it? No, he wasn't He wasn't all. in it, no. so you just made no. yourself look stupid, So you Paul. made yourself look stupid, yeah. <laughs> He is. I, I absolutely love the guy. I'd love, I'd love to uh, meet, meet him, and, and if I do, I won't. Uh, I won't guess yeah. <laughs> what films. Well, you great may thing have about him as well. Like I remember, like uh, another story. But my brother-in-law was in a bad accident uh, on a boat and suffered bad burns. Um, this was about three or four years ago, and he actually sent him a video message because uh, he he's from Kirby as well. Ah, okay. So he sends him like a big message saying, you know. Keep strong, get well soon, yeah. and all that. He's probably after the rights for the for the film of that yeah. that story. Is he all good now? Yeah, yeah, no. His recovery's been amazing because for a while we thought we were in, he wasn't going to walk again. And last week he did Manchester Marathon, so good brilliant, on him. Brilliant, yeah. and a nice one to Stephen Graham as well. Sending him a get well, yeah. get well message. So Stephen Graham is in there. Where else are we going? So uh, Lennon McCartney. Now, there we go. Bit of bit disrespectful, isn't it? Like because I've put them in one slot. I mean. That, listen, mate. We, we, but I, I think you've got the vibe. Them. It's quite yeah. informal. Lennon stroke McCartney. Yeah, I don't think they'll be too offended. But nah. <laughs> so I mean, I now see why you were praising Lennon and talking about him as a as a wall painting, just because you were gonna. 
Well, th- well, they've given me work, so that's one reason yeah. to put them down. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But no, I mean, I got, I got into the Beatles when I was about 13. I think I saw Hard Day's Night on the TV, and you're aware of the Beatles as a kid. Yeah. But you just think they're like your mum and dad's band or whatever. Um, and when I saw that film, I was like, suddenly the songs, I was like, those songs are amazing. Um, I feel genuinely there's a moment, isn't it, that happens with 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 people in particular from Liverpool who, as you say, you you grow up and you there's always some sort of air of the Beatles and the talk a bit in the mystique, and then maybe you you hear some of the you know, Yellow Submarine or whatever. But then there is a moment that comes, as I say, maybe when you're out 13, 14, yeah, that's when you, you actually start listening to some of that. and You go, oh, actually, they were quite good. Yeah, well, that's when you're like a sponge, isn't it? At that age, you're looking for things to find out who you are and all that but yeah so they actually inspired me to start getting to a band myself which you know we weren't we were nothing to we were journeymen <laughs> but yeah so they awoke me to another type of music and I listened to a lot of music they were a gateway band as well for me so you know I think they're brilliant themselves but they, they opened the doors to a lot more music not just the doors <laughs> yeah 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 no 100% mate and I think in terms of that well, I think we've all been in a band at some point uh, from Liverpool and we I'm in a band with my mates Yeti The Buzz have you heard of them have you heard of The Buzz oh we were crushed oh, no, you're, not, you're not the only Fran Doran last week didn't didn't have a clue either so it doesn't matter um, and then and then we've got uh, we've got yeah, another pick so for you maybe a lesser known person but if you know him he, most people who know him think he's amazing uh, Nigel Blackwell who's the He's the singer and the songwriter for Half Man, Half Biscuit. So I am bending the rules a tiny bit. Well, listen, we need to get, we need to, because Andy, producer, has spoken about this before, we need to get some rules on the table. At the moment, and I'm not saying this will be fixed, but I, I, for the the purposes of this show, if you can get there on Mersey Rail, I'm I'm allowing. Okay. I'm allowing. It doesn't. It breaks down because I know you can get to Chester on the Mersey Rail, and I think that's uh, that's it is that's a step too far. But I'm going to have some serious considerations. But for me, right, yeah, uh, Mersey size is is fine. So uh, this this um, Nigel Blackwell, Blackwell yeah. is from Birkenhead. From Birkenhead, half yeah. man, half biscuits. I did a bit of research. It's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but I just think. If you listen to him and you listen to the lyrics he writes, the, the, the to me he's a genius. Um, but a lot of people associate him, associate him with the eighties stuff that they did. But they did a lot in the nineties and the noughties, and I actually think that's the better stuff. And um, they've never looked for publicity, so they could have been much bigger, I think. But that's not what they're about, and they actually take snipes of people who do that, um, which but in a funny way. Yeah. So just the way they write about like football, celebrity, minor celebrities, the mundanities and that life—it just makes like, me smile. Like social commentary. There's one of the songs is back, back on the DSS. Back in the DSS, DHSS, yeah. D- D- what is yeah, it? So, DHSS, yeah. yeah. It's about of the health and social security back in the day. Yeah, the so old they are dole. really political, yeah. yeah. Um, but they do it in such an amusing way. And I was lucky enough when I was in Aberdeen, I was still playing music, and they were touring. And I managed to get in the support slot slot for them. All right. Up there, yeah. I was with your band. Yeah. So what were your what were your band called? 
the one up there was called Rebel Roulette, which is an awful name. Rebel Roulette. Yeah. Which <laughs> well, we had we had Fran, Fran Doran's previous band was called Small Prince, which I thought was terrible, terrible name yeah. for a band. No one's got anything good to say about Small Prince. Nobody looks at the Small Prince. <laughs> exactly, exactly, mate. Call yeah. it Parking Fine. It's probably a more popular name. Yeah. So, what was the band? So they were called Rebel Roulette, our band, but you know, it, it, it was an awful name. But they didn't last that long. Um, but we got a support slot, and it was a big one for me because I was a big fan, obviously. Yeah. Um, and the funny, th- funny thing is, I've done a lot of the Tramia murals, and I was work. I've been working on a couple, and he's actually walked past and started. He remembered. He said, "You supported us in Aberdeen." So I've been chatting to him a couple of times, and that's not why I've put him in because he's chatted. But I just, if you, I don't, I'm not questioning your uh, picks at, at all, Paul. Don't worry. If you don't know them, then you should. Maybe try and listen to them. You well, might, this is you might not this... like them, but you you might love them. This is what the Scouse House is all about, mate. Because as I say, I had to do a bit of a uh, bit of digging and research, and I started that. Oh, like John Peel was a big supporter of them back in the day, and there was something about he some it might have been Channel Four wanted them so badly on something that yeah. they were prepared to fly them in by helicopter. But and they said, were playing that night. Tramier so were playing. Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that is, that is there's like a bit of a mythic uh, folk folk. Uh, low status around half man half biscuits isn't there yeah a little bit they are very cult and like I say you either get them and you absolutely love them or it's just not for you kind of thing yeah yeah so I mean well Paul um, what 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 have you got coming up then in, in the foreseeable have you got any any pieces to look out for that we might be interested in yeah so um, I'm doing one next week for Liverpool Uni uh, this is all tying in with Eurovision um, and then after that I'm working with Liverpool's women's team I can't say exactly what it is but that will be done in May and then I've got music and football again Paul there exactly you go. Yeah. Um, so I've got a, f- a multitude of smaller jobs but the big ones like after that is like uh, the Bradford City one and then beyond that it's we'll see what happens beyond that but it's busy it's good you know I've worked hard to sort of like get to a point where I'm not worrying so much about where's the next job coming because they come now of Uh, course and I can be a little bit more selective about the ones I take and the ones I reject whereas to begin with I I was painting signs in pubs and things just taking whatever I could get so just to be clear if you did get a call to do like say Andy Roach uh, moral or whatever you, you would do it um, yeah, yeah. Have you got to check it this year? <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you? You, you work. Um, so uh, you mean online? Yeah. So it's uh, both in cyberspace. So, yeah, yeah. Don't go through all of the physical locations. So Porkett's artwork is online. If you look for that, uh, that's my website and my social media. Um, but if you go onto my website, actually, there's an interactive map on the front page. Then. People can see them where the artworks are, the ones that they can, they can actually, that are actually in public that they can go and see. You know, that would be a great day, wouldn't it? That would be a great day, go round, well, a few of these, a few drinks. Funny you say that, next, on Saturday, I'm actually doing a walking tour. I do a walking tour maybe once or twice a year because people ask for it. Um, and yeah. I thought I just devised a little, you know, a new scheme for you. It turns out you're already I'm on all it, over yeah. it, yeah. all over it, mate. Paul, I've, I've absolutely uh, enjoyed enjoyed that immensely. Thank yeah, you very likewise. much. Thanks very much for coming in. That was Paul Curtis in the Scouse House. Nice one. Take care. Nice one.